0: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. It sure is, Keegan. And we are doing a mini episode. We are. So, what do you have this week? We didn't even talk about this before we started. We that, really? That's how organized didn't. we are. We
1: were just talking about other shit, and I've been day drinking. It's great. It's fine. Whatever. It's, what. I'm actually
0: drinking. not drinking right now, which is unusual <laughs> for a nighttime recording. I, know. I just like, went out to lunch with my friend, and then it turned into
1: like, going to Foreman's and having sangria. So, what you're and saying is like,
0: you're not doing dry January. <laughs> fuck no.
1: Have you met me? Yeah, absolutely
0: not. I, I feel the same. Have you met
1: me? No, um, I've been really interested in reading about the potential Democratic candidates yes, for the I, election. I have that
0: as well because um, I know
1: Elizabeth Warren this week. Put yes, her
0: did you happen to watch in there? So let's just jump in. We're kind of breaking our uh, rule of worst. starting with the worst, but yeah. you know what? This happened naturally, so let's talk about let's this do first. It. So, did you happen to watch Elizabeth Warren's candidacy like video that I she read? Put out? I
1: read the. Text from it. I uh, wasn't able to watch the video. I watched
0: the video today. Um, maybe we can put a link to it somewhere. Yeah. How do you feel? It made me want to cry. So here's the thing when I first heard that Elizabeth Warren was running, which she announced her candidacy via uh, email on like
1: Monday, right? Yeah.
0: I think on Monday. Yeah. Um, so she sent that to uh, all of her supporters. My coworker mm. got one. Um, when I heard that she was going to be running, I had mixed feelings, yeah my my first feeling, although I really like Elizabeth Warren and I yeah. ad- admire her very, very much, but my first feeling wasn't one of excitement, it was like one of concern,
1: you know, my first thought when I saw that she was running was, "This is going to be Hillary all over again."
0: That's my concern. I mean, here's the thing. There are different politicians in that I think that in many ways Elizabeth Warren is more likable. Although ever since she announced her candidacy, everyone's calling her unlikable, which is bullshit.
1: But do you know about? So she was claiming that she is of Native American descent, right? So she had like a DNA test done, and so Trump calls her Pocahontas, which is awful, right? But um, so she's she's already been kind of made unpopular by that which made me very... Tentative to get too far behind
0: her right away. I, I think a lot of people are feeling that we don't want another Bernie situation. Yeah. Um. I think that that's the concern. Yeah. And definitely, I'm holding my breath until we see who else will be running. Well, I've heard that Bernie is Please still no. a
1: possibility. Don't. But I yes, I love Bernie Sanders. So do so I. Much. I have Bernie Sanders socks in that drawer right there. But... Of course, I love him. But I'm really hoping. Being that that doesn't go through, but I'm, at the end of the day, I'm still kind of roading for Beto at this point.
0: From what I've heard, gosh, it's confusing. I mean, it's not confusing. It's complicated because Elizabeth Warren is by far more qualified. She right. has way more experience. Um, and it's really frustrating to see a but, woman who is running who has more experience than Really, either of her counterparts, that be discounted. But do you
1: know exactly the situation we are in right now is the same thing that happened with Obama and Hillary in 08. Sure. There was Hillary and there was Obama. And a lot of times, from what I've been reading, Beto has very much been compared to Obama. In a lot of respects, not necessarily, um, not necessarily politically or anything like that, but more in his personality, personality, sure. popularity, in mm-hmm. the way of the political standpoint where we're looking at Elizabeth Warren, who is a career politician. She has a long history in it, things like that. And then we're looking at Beto, who is more of the popular, up and coming type. Right.
0: I mean, I person. I would argue though that Elizabeth Warren is a little bit less of a career politician as someone who started as a um, school teacher, yeah, and then kind of went into being a senator, yeah, and then you know, from there has no, kind of it's built true. her. She, she
1: is different than Hillary Clinton in that way, but she, and, she's and not from be, money
0: the way that Hillary, you know,
1: right there to me, there seems to be some, and again, and as I'm checking my own sexism at this point, but there is kind of like that same. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? That same trepidation when it comes to powerful women being in power. Where it's not necessarily the way that I think, but I, the way that I'm thinking of it through other people's eyes is the way right. they look at it with Elizabeth Warren is the same way that they're looking at Hillary well, Clinton.
0: Well, my concern with Elizabeth Warren is... Less that she is actually a problem or actually unlikable, and more that she's going to be painted that way because she's already exactly. been. She's already been painted. That's that what way. I'm
1: saying is that it's not. She is. There was a poll done on a website where she is actually the third most um, anti-Trump senator in the 115th. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But she's like the hun- she's the third. Senator that's most like anti Trump out of all of them, basically okay. is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. She has been said to be just below the liberal mark of Bernie Sanders. She has a lot of the same socialist um thoughts and beliefs as Bernie Sanders does, which I think is think is really great. She has a lot of the similar um she doesn't take from um big donors.
0: Right she's very anti um, corporation thank you That's she's 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 about. extremely anti-corporation and she's kind of like built her campaign around that in fact, this is kind of like a bit from that video that she yeah. posted on her website it says I've spent my career getting to the bottom of why America's promise works for some families but uh, but others who work just as hard, slip through the cracks into disaster. And what i found is terrifying. These aren't cracks that families are falling into. They're traps. America's middle class is under attack. How, do we, how did we get here? Billionaires and big corporations decided they wanted more of the pie and they enlisted politicians to cut them a fatter slice. They crippled unions so no one could stop them, dismantled the financial rules meant to keep us safe after the Great Depression and cut their own taxes so they paid less than their secretaries and janitors. Yeah. She, has been I I'm conflicted. I will support Elizabeth Warren for as much as I can until I see who she's running against. Exactly. Because I'm I'm conflicted because I think Elizabeth Warren will make a fantastic president and I don't think that we should sideline her because we're afraid of other people being upset about women in power. But look at but look at what happened. I when, which I understand. I totally understand, know, but if we have that mentality forever then we will never have a female Ex- president. That's what I'm saying,
1: exactly, is that it's it's hard that we have this history of fear that's embedded in us now where we're afraid of women taking that chance and stepping into that place of power
0: because we saw how this woman was completely torn apart in 2016. Right. I mean, it's concerning, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself and be too no. worried about it right now not. because I, I understand the trepidation and I have trepidation as well because Elizabeth Warren is so outspoken mm. that... Outspoken woman who is smart and strong, yeah, equals unlikable yeah. bitch to a lot of awful. other people, which is terrible, yeah. Um, but for now, I'm going to tentatively say I'm happy about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I w- the thing that
1: I'm taking from all of this is that from what I've been reading about our potential Democratic candidates, is I'm seeing a a vast array of people who want to see real positive change happen right. from from the viewpoints that you and I very much agree with. Yeah. So I'm not really feeling negative about it because I feel like no matter what way it goes, we have a possibility of a lot of really wonderful, smart
0: people True. who
1: want to have True. that role.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take a look at the big picture mm-hmm. see who is who is available, I will vote with my heart in the primary, as I did last time, I voted for Bernie in the primary, I will vote with my heart in the primary, but whoever gets that ticket, if they're going up against Trump, I'm gonna vote for the the same way I did for Hillary, it's the same way I did for Hillary, so it's like, I'm gonna just kind of take it as it comes, but for now, good for you, Elizabeth, like, happy for you.
1: And I think it's good that you and I continue to talk about the people who are coming up and saying that they want to Run for president, because I think it's good to be as informed as we possibly can be. But at the same time, keeping an open mind that all of these people, honestly, anybody is going to be better than Trump. Right. You know what honestly. I mean? Honestly, But it's good for us to continue talking about it and to see the ups and downsides to these different Democratic candidates. Right. The perfect candidate doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. There's a
0: lot that I love about Beto. I don't love so much that he is not as experienced, but there's a lot of other things that I really like about him that also, if he was running for president, if he had a good vice president, that could help, you know? So there there are factors. But you know what I love about this right now, Keegan? Like,
1: think about this. We started this podcast. We talked about this doing this show. On the train, on the way back after Trump was inaugurated. Right. From the march November
0: 9th. And or it was a couple days after that. And we were so beaten feeling. Yeah. Feeling? Feeling. <laughs> and broken hearted.
1: And we talked about doing this show because we wanted to be able to make some sort of difference. And the fact that now, a year later, we are able to talk about the possibility of... A new adventure, a new possibility. there really is a sense of hope that yeah. I really feel like we haven't felt in a while. Yes. and so talking about this, I feel like really brings me a sense of of possibility, yeah, really
0: and if feeling it, like
1: there is a, there's an end to everything. yeah, if you, you want to
0: feel some hope, watch that video because it did it did fill me with that like it yeah. did give me hope. It was like, oh my gosh, like we, you know, in two years from now could be yeah. done with this, yeah. you know
1: and it doesn't mean it's going to happen, you know like bad things, we've learned Like you think that a good thing is going to happen yeah. and it's going to completely flip, but I think that more than anything, people like you and I right now really do, much like Obama's campaign, we need that hope back in yeah. our hearts yeah, oh absolutely, lot. absolutely so
0: I feel this like, this is the turning point it's like, it is. things are very bad for Trump right now, 2019 is not set up to be a good year for nope. him, legally or in any other way, yep. and And at the same time, we're going to start seeing these political candidates come forward and be able to make you know good, educated decisions about who we want to be our next president. And I
1: feel like, for the first time in a long time, I'm starting to almost see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not quite there. I don't know if it's going to be there or not, but I feel like I'm leading towards something that could potentially be a light. I'm feeling
0: hopeful, but with caution because there is always. Short because of, short who of,
1: thought Trump would be president? And, who thought? And short
0: of Trump getting arrested or yeah. stepping down, he could go for another term. He could. And he could win. He could. <laughs> so we need you to never pre- know. we need to prepare our hearts for that as well. I
1: mean, I really don't think he will at this point because I think that he's even let his followers down so much. But you never know. He, you, you don't know. He weaseled his way into his first election. Who yeah. Knows. But... Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, what else you got for us, Keegan?
0: Okay, so this, I would say, is probably the most annoying thing that's happened. I'm wondering Uh,
1: if it's the same thing that I have. Continue.
0: So Louis C.K. is back. Yes! (laughs) So Louis C.K. is back. There was a leaked audio on YouTube of a 45-minute set that he Uh did. And uh, it's obnoxious. Listen, it's, it's very upsetting to me because... I feel like he's always done things... His shtick has always kind of been off-color. Like, that's kind of been his thing. Yeah. However, I I feel like he is so... Woe is me. He came out on stage and was basically like, how terrible has my year been? How rough has my life been? He didn't come out with any kind of sincerity about the things he's done or any apologies, really, about the things that he's done. And in fact, I think he swung really far the other direction because he realized... I think he realizes that the left is not here for him anymore. Definitely. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to say some really fucking terrible shit on the other side of that spectrum and just be like a grumpy old man that maybe will appeal to people on the right. So he made fun of the Parkland students. That... I... (sighs)
1: That, for me, he did a lot of really awful things. But for me, him making fun of the Parkland students, that's not to me, that's not even a left right issue. That's just straight up,
0: cruel terrible person issue yeah. and evil. Well, yeah, it's a terrible person issue. Yeah. I, I I think it's so disheartening for me with Louis c k because, he kind of fooled us all into believing he was an ally. He did. You know, like we I were... I remember
1: reading when we were starting to do um, Man Crush Mondays, mm-hmm. and I was
0: looking at Feminist Men, I remember um, it was a really old list, but Louis C.K. was on it. Right. Well, because he was always very, very open about his privilege as a white man. Exactly. Like, always very open about that. But um, then he comes
1: out, and then this this leaked
0: audio was incredibly racist as well. So he said about the Parkland students, this is a quote from that, um, audio. He said, they testify in front of, in front of Congress, these kids. What are you doing? You're young. You should be crazy. You should be yeah. unhinged, not in a suit saying, I'm here to tell you, fuck you. You're not interesting because you went to a high school where kids got shot. Why does that mean I have to listen to you? Why does yeah. that make you interesting? You didn't get shot. You pushed some fat kid in the way, and now I gotta listen to you talking. I just,
1: Yeah. Like, even you're just reading that again now, just, like... Yeah. It it triggers something in me that is so painful and so Mm -hmm. ignorant.
0: You're talking about kids who have survived trauma. Yeah. It's like, like,
1: oh, so... And you said something else about, oh, you got shot. Why does that mean I have to... Or you... Or no. You were at a school where
0: kids got shot. Yeah.
1: You didn't get shot. Why do I have to listen to you? And there's something... Like, it, it almost brings me to tears. It's It's such, a visceral
0: reaction, like, yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, and he he also made some statements about um, gender pronouns and how he thinks that they're stupid yeah. and basically compared, you know, calling yourself they or them as calling yeah. yourself a there, like an object. And I, I, I'm not going to read that one because I just think it's so vulgar that I just don't want to. Yeah. Um, well, have you read Ricky Gervais's...
1: <clears throat> tweets that were kind of like in defense of, of louis ck <laughs> no so i'm surprisingly i'm on fox news right now that i'm <laughs> reading to right ricky gervais went on a twitter rant that many believe to be inspired by the backlash his friend and fellow comedian louis ck is receiving over leaked audio said that he mocked gender non-conforming people and survivors of the parkland shooting the star took to Twitter to discuss the concept of the subject being off limits for comedy, arguing that things are either funny or they're not. He says, Please stop saying you can't joke about anything anymore. You can. You can joke about whatever the fuck you you like. And some people won't like it and they will tell you they don't like it. And then it's up to you whether you give a fuck or not, and so on. It's a good system, he wrote on New Year's Eve. He added, "There is no subject out of bounds. People often get offended when they mistake the subject of a joke with the actual target.
0: It all depends on the joke." And to well, me, I don't think that that's necessarily in defense of Louis C.K. Well, I think it was that he had put it out
1: after that happened. Yeah,
0: I think it's, I think it's in defense of comedy. Comedy very often makes jokes of subjects that are distasteful, and that's okay. I it think is, there's a place and I think for that. that
1: comedy. I mean, both of us are fans of My Favorite Murder. We're fans of some other podcasts where they talk about very serious issues, but they're comedy podcasts. But I feel like there's a way to have a comedic outlook, an uplifting outlook on things that are tragic in a way that is respectful, in a way that is not. And by saying that you can make any joke that you want and how it's not your fault how people react, I think it's kind of fucked up.
0: I think... There's a certain amount of empathy that needs to be involved to be good at comedy. Exactly. I think you can make any joke that you want. It doesn't necessarily make it make it funny, uh, and it doesn't necessarily make you funny. I also don't think outside of this joke, these jokes just being offensive. I don't think that joke is funny. Like I, I went when I was on the cruise, and they had like comedians doing stand up every night. There is a certain subset of comedians whose whole shtick is, I'm old and I don't understand young people. Yeah. You know, and I don't find those jokes funny. Like, this, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's not but that, because Jerry Seinfeld has come out and said a lot of shit about that. Like, oh my God, political correctness and fuck this. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Have it's you like, seen, Jerry, have you're you, not funny anymore. Have we have don't, don't relate Kramer's to your comedy. Absolutely, awful Absolutely. Absolutely. But, the, but the thing is, Don't tell us that we have no sense of humor because we're not laughing at your bad jokes. Well, Like, your jokes aren't funny anymore. I know, but I
1: feel like what he's saying is that it's okay to joke about things that are completely distasteful. I think if you're going to write a joke about something that is tragic, it has to still be with the thought in mind of the survivors or the people who have been through this tragedy in a certain way that's going to be empathetic. If somebody were to make a horrible... 9 11 joke. Mm -hmm. We would not take that lightly. I feel like when it comes to comedy, yes free speech, whatever. You're allowed to say whatever you want. But I also feel like you have to have a certain understanding and empathy like you said, in order to say those jokes and still have a meaning beneath them in order for people to right, but that's receive only if, them well.
0: that's only if that's your goal. Like, I don't yeah. know that that's Louis C.K.'s goal but here. Then,
1: but then he shouldn't say it.
0: That's what I'm saying. Well, Is but that like... I don't know. I think maybe we're saying different sides of the same thing because I don't necessarily think he shouldn't say it. In fact, I think he should say it. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, let your colors be shown like if that's who you want to be oh because he's a fucking that's asshole fine. yeah you're just an asshole right. and he did say at the end of his set he did say um, what, are you, what are you gonna do take away my birthday my life is over I don't give a shit so yeah. that's his shtick now it's burn it all down like yeah. he doesn't care no, that's, that's why true. he's doing I, mean, I think
1: this. I'm thinking more comedians that are not Louis C.K. when I say things like that because I think that Louis C.K. knows that You know, a lot of his fan base is gone when it comes to people that have feelings.
0: Um, And he is. He's ready to burn it all to the ground. But I think that... But, you know, it didn't have to be over for him, truly. like If he had come out with a real true apology, and even if he'd come out doing stand-up again... I was listening to Daily Zeitgeist, and they were talking about this, and they were saying how Richard Pryor, when he lit himself on fire smoking crack... He knew when he came back to do stand up that he needed to make himself the butt of that joke. Exactly, you know, and come out and like acknowledge the right. thing that happened. Well,
1: he—I mean, Louis C.K. is digging himself a bigger right because he, he didn't come and out if,
0: and make himself. And if that's his choice, he's throwing a pity party for that's himself. His
1: choice, you yeah. know what I mean. And there are still people who are standing behind him and 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 always will be, him, though. And it's always will up. be. But I'm I'm more so when I say the things that I said, I'm more so talking about other comedians and jokes in general where it's like I feel like if you are trying to be well-intentioned, you should make a well-intentioned joke that has some sort of empathy behind it.
0: I agree. If that's not your intention, what am I to say? But I think a lot of these your people funeral. who are who are say who are doing really like you know, offensive jokes are yeah. not trying to No. Be empathetic in your any funeral, way. and that, you. that's on you. Yeah. yeah, and like in fact, I'd rather you do that because then I know not to listen to you. Exactly. I don't no, think it's funny. I, think you're, I don't. I, I think don't you're like completely comedy right. like that.
1: I think you're completely right.
0: Um, do you have anything else? I was going to talk about Bird Box, What do you want to talk about? Okay, you go first. Let's well, I mean, I just wanted
1: to have a conversation with you, which we already kind of started before oh, this. Oh, okay. Um, because that was my only, like, it's not even lighthearted, but that was like my only lighthearted thing for the week. I haven't even finished it yet because it has, like, emotionally ruined me. Really? And I've had to take it in, like, sections, but I know you've watched it. I have my worst it. date is posted about it, and that killed me. Oh, that's,
0: like, uh, yeah. I posted that about, yeah. If this is going to work, you have to listen to everything yeah, that I say. it was, like, me in a relationship, <laughs> but it was a meme of Santa. Bullock, where she's like, This is if, if this is going to work, you have to do everything that I say, and I'm like, Yeah, that's funny. Yes,
1: that's exactly right. Um, but I so everybody's been talking about this movie, and I it's very
0: polarizing. Some people did not is. like it.
1: I mean, I, I love it, I think it's such mm-hmm. a great movie. So, last night. I had just had dinner with my boyfriend, and I'm like, I really want to see this movie Bird Box. And he thought I was talking about Bird Cage with Nathan Lane and Robin
0: Williams. Also a great movie.
1: I know. He doesn't want to watch it with me. He's like, I don't think I would like it. And I'm like, you're going to love it. Just wait. Bird Cage is
0: a great movie.
1: Right? So he was kind of like, Mleh. and I was like, no, no, no. Bird Box. Sandra Bullock. It's like a freaky horror movie or thriller or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. And he was like, okay, fine. We'll watch it. Long story short, last night he had a panic attack. I started crying. It's a whole thing. So we stopped watching it. So we woke up this morning and, like, with our coffees, we are like, watching it for, like, an hour and a half. And it took a toll on me. Just anxiety level? I mean, I just get—I'm one of those people that, like, when I watch things, I get—I start to take on, like, the emotions of the— people that I'm seeing on screen, which is why I had a hard time with Haunting of Hill House, too. I would have Mm -hmm. to kind of take that in portions as well. My God, that thing took me for a trip. That
0: shit's my favorite stuff. Like, I think I've watched just too much Walking Dead and too many horror movies to, like, feel...
1: But this felt Anything. different. I love horror <laughs> movies and I love thrillers. Like, you and I used to watch Exorcist movies all the time. Yes. That shit doesn't affect me. It's fine. Whatever. But there's some, there was something... It was the tone of this movie that just, like, really fucked with me. Interesting. But I was like... But I love it. Like, I can't wait to finish it and watch it. Like, I love this movie so much. And I think that's what makes it so great is that it's putting me in that same place. Yeah. And it reminded me a lot of, like, uh, Quiet Place.
0: It is a lot like Quiet Place. But instead
1: of not being able to say anything, you can't see anything?
0: Yeah, the blind version. That's what I said to um, Anthony. I was like, it's but like I a guess, blind version of The Quiet Place. But I guess the book, the author of the book started writing it in 2009 and
1: then started writing a screenplay in 2014. Hmm. Or maybe, no, the book came out in 2014 and then I think they started writing the screenplay after that. So it came out before... Quiet Place. Yeah, I wonder when Quiet
0: Place was written, though, because
1: sometimes it takes he, a while. Um, I just watched an interview with Emily Blunt, and she was saying that while she was filming Mary Poppins, her husband was writing Quiet Place. Okay. Yeah, So John it Kusinski. couldn't have been too long ago. No. Um, but it, guys, it's
0: really good, and I highly suggest you watch it, if anything. You let me know what you think when you get to the end, because that's the part that people um, are upset about. And oh. I I wasn't upset about the ending. Upset? Yeah. Like, what kind of upset? Like, they feel like the ending's a cop out. Oh. And I disagree. I disagree, okay. but we'll talk about that after you've after you've seen it. Yeah,
1: I just wanted to I just wanted to have that conversation with you over the air because it's such a big thing that everybody's talking oh, about it, right it's now. It's definitely
0: in the zeitgeist right now, like hard. So many, yeah, so I many mean, memes. Um, it's amazing. Like Sandra Bullock is well, she's beautiful. always amazing. She's always amazing. Anything with Sarah Paulson in
1: it, I will watch. Yeah, I love her. John Malkovich um, is an asshole,
0: but also that's how you survive.
1: Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I just like. That movie just took me on a roller coaster of emotions that I cannot even explain. So, you guys, please message us on Instagram or email us your thoughts on this movie because I really want to know how everybody else is taking this because I feel like a crazy person. Strong female protagonist.
0: Oh, so strong, yeah. so wonderful, but also so cold. Very cold. Oh my God, when she's talking to those kids, she's almost unrealistically cold in yes. a way that I'm like, hmm, I don't know but I buy
1: that. But but they do have the 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 background set up for her and certain things like that where I kind of understand it. But yeah, it, it very very cold. But I I would be really the reason I want to talk about it is because I was really interested in a what you thought of the movie and b what everybody else who's listening to this episode thinks of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna finish it tonight so you guys won't spoil anything if you message me or message us tonight that will be fine or tomorrow yeah tonight because we're putting this out on Friday yeah totally so send me a message send us a message why do I keep talking about myself It doesn't matter I'm so conceited (laughs) same diff (laughs) send us a message let me know what you think of this movie because it has fucked me up yeah I really
0: enjoyed it so we'll talk about it once we finish it it's so good but like fuck man it's beautifully done it's beautifully shot oh my god yeah freaking machine gun Kelly I know.
1: <laughs> I had no Why idea who that person was in the movie. Are Max, you in this
0: movie? I know. And then Max was talking about it. I was like, who the fuck is That's that? That's the only thing where I was just like, he did not need to be here. No. Give that, that job to an actor. That
1: whole storyline, too. I was like, what? We don't need this. It, Between served one, it
0: served one purpose. For them to. Yeah, we can't We can't talk about that I, on, I'm on out, air. I'm out there No, fine. no spoilers. Okay, I have one last thing. And this okay. I think you're going to get a kick out of. So. I like getting a kick out of things. Tell a me. A musical adaptation of Nicholas Sparks's novel. The Notebook. Stop! Is coming to Broadway. Stop! Oh my God, it gets so much better. This, <gasps> wait, wait, wait. This is designed to, like, this is designed to make you become a puddle of tears in you your seat. Guys, like, you guys! Like, you don't even understand. Okay. I have, like, my hands on my face. I can't handle oh, no, no, this right it, now. It gets better. So tell just me. Tell me in there. Everything. So, singer-songwriter... Ingrid Michaelson is writing the music. Stop. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, my 2004 self is losing my mind. Um, And the person who's writing the book for the musical is one of the writers from This Is Us. We're going to die. We're literally going to die. Oh, my God. We're going to cry our faces off. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't wait. Just
1: for the sake of this podcast... I don't care if we have to go to New York. We have to see it and yeah. then do an episode about yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Did you know that the Notebook episode we did is like number three of all time? Yeah, people really liked that. That's great. People love pop culture. They What's love pop up? culture. We talked um, about so much
0: good shit. No, but I love that because I, I, I love talking too. about pop do, culture. I do, honestly, I was um, I, th- I was thinking about other problematic movies we should probably watch. Yeah. But um let's do it. Yeah, soon. yeah, I definitely love. I, I you know. Go back, listen to our Notebook episode if you want to know my feelings about the Notebook. Yeah. Highly problematic movie for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. Still freaking love that movie. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Still love it. Don't care.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I How did I not hear about this?
0: I don't know, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited. It's It seems like it's a ways off from being completed because it was just I announced. I can't believe this is us. This is us. Oh. Ingrid Michaelson, The Notebook. This is going to be the most intense experience of my like yeah. adult life.
1: I mean, when you first said it, I was like, "What the fuck!" And then, as you kept going, I was like, "Oh no, Holy I'm excited shit. about it.
0: I can't wait." Like, but like,
1: there's also this weird thing about all these weird musical adaptations. I am tired of that. Amazing that's...
0: Spider-Man didn't need to happen. No,
1: like, that did not need to be a musical. N- honestly, Bono. Even even things like Mean Girls and Bring It On. I'm just kind of like, I'm I'm sure this great Lily Blonde. Like I've heard this great music that comes out of Legally it. I like Blonde's music. I haven't seen it, and I'm sure the music is wonderful because these songwriters are beautiful and
0: talented and wonderful. But it's kind of just like, why? Well, remakes in, remakes in general kind of get on my nerves because I'm like, it, can we not we write well new Well enough movies? alone. Like we- I heard that the craft is being done again, and I'm like, that seems unnecessary. I love the craft. That's a problematic fave, probably. But I have seen it. I, I know, oh but, but I've seen so it so great. I don't
1: think I've
0: seen it. It might not even actually be that problematic. I think I'm I think I'm conflating it with something else. But anyway, I love the Craft craft. It's a great movie. But yes, The Notebook, Broadway, musical. I can't wait. I'm gonna go see it. The Holy end. Shit. <laughs> the end. Well, you guys, that's that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have too. Sweet. We are so good so at making good. it
1: right at 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. You guys, this is our first episode of 2019. Oh, hey.
0: Welcome to 2019, listeners. Is that crazy? Hi. Yes, Hi, it is. It. It's weird. It's very weird, but also it's very... There is a... Uh,
1: a cleansing effect that happens every new a year, bit every new yeah. year. And yeah. Keegan and I were just talking about, you know, ways we want our lives to change and better them. Intentions. Personally, things like that. And there is something so helpful about it. So I hope that you guys are all thinking of ways, ways that you can better yourselves, better your lives, better the people around you. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to think of in the new year. Um, we are going to be... Our deadline for our Ask Me Anything questions are gonna is gonna be January fourteenth. So yeah, you we've have, gotten a lot of really really good ones. Oh my! I mean, we already could probably do a whole episode on what you guys have already sent us, but we really would like to get more yeah. so that Keegan and I can really um, make it as jam packed as possible. You guys have got eleven days, January fourteenth. 10 days, because it's coming out tomorrow. Yes. Ten you guys days. have 10 days um, to send in your questions. January 14th is going to be the cutoff. The best ways to send us your questions are either to email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or to send us a direct message on Instagram at angry Neighborhood feminist. You can also follow us on Twitter at YAMF podcast Y-A-N-F, Y-A-N-F. podcast. Um, listen to us on Radio Public. It's a really big help. Um. Be sure rate for, and review. Thank you. Rate and review us on iTunes. You can also do that on Facebook, which is really cool. We also have a Facebook group and a business page that you can follow us on. Um I think that's all the things. I always like whenever I get to the end
0: of that list, I'm always like, There's gotta be more. I know, right? I always I always feel like I'm leaving something out, but I don't think I are. Ju- I'm like, is that it? I get to do the mental catalog. Is that
1: it? We're good. We should I, again we should just have like a list and I, I, I know, like, honestly. Go through it and be like, Okay, I did all the things. I did what I have to do. Otherwise, my mom gets so unhappy. (laughs) You get just, uh, you wake up to a bunch of text messages. It's just like, Madigan, why didn't you tell him to write and review? Sorry, Mom. I'm sorry I've disappointed you again.
0: Well, I Um, think I'm going to get some alcohol before we record our full-length episode. I think I need another cup of coffee. Yeah. I feel like you need to, like
1: rise up in intoxication and yes. I need to just continue to level Precisely, in, yes. in intoxication. <laughs> I had to have my boyfriend drive me here tonight because I was like, I feel okay but like in case I'm not, can you drive? <laughs> yeah, better safe than sorry when right. it comes to that. Exactly. So, alright you guys, thank you so much for listening and with all that being said we encourage you to, to rage on. on. Bye! Bye.